0: Greetings in Jesus' name, my name is Jotham Kilimo and welcome to EBZ Devotion. We are continuing with our Reflections on the Holy Week and our main character is Jesus Christ and the key theme is that Jesus Christ suffered, died, buried and resurrected to redeem us from sins penalty and grant us eternal life. Today is Holy Saturday, the Sabbath in the days of Jesus. It is called a Silent Saturday because nothing happened to Jesus since he was crucified, died and buried on Friday. His body lies in the tomb. It is a good time to reflect on what has happened, especially this Holy Week since the triumphant entry of Jesus into Jerusalem, his suffering, crucifixion, death, and burial five days later. But as we meditate, the Gospel of Matthew records an event that happened on this Saturday of the Passover as Jesus lay in the grave. That makes two very important points pertaining to the work of Christ. We shall consider one today and another tomorrow. So let's read together scripture from Matthew chapter 27 uh, beginning from verse 62 to 66. The next day, the one after preparation day, the chief priests and the Pharisees went to Pilate. Sir, they said, we remember that while he was still alive, that deceiver said, after three days I will rise again. So give the order for the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise his disciples may come and steal the body and tell the people that he has been raised from the dead. This last deception will be worse than the first. Take a guard, Pilate answered. Go, make the tomb as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure by putting a seal on the stone and posting the guard. We see the chief priests and Pharisees going to Pilate to ensure the tomb is sealed so that there is no deception of Jesus' resurrection. This shows that the religious leaders took seriously Jesus' claim that he will rise on the third day, perhaps more seriously than his disciples. The two points I see here are, one, the proof of Jesus' death, that is the tomb which they want sealed, and secondly, the proof of Jesus' resurrection, the empty tomb, which we shall discuss tomorrow. It is important that there is a proof that Jesus died. That the religious leaders are keen on retaining the status quo, that Jesus is dead and buried, is proof that Jesus was satisfied dead, hence the burial. Thus, the tomb of Jesus exists for the simple reason that Jesus died and was buried. Let's reflect a little on why Jesus' death is important. In Genesis 2 verse 16, we read, And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. So the result of sin is death. When Adam and Eve sinned, this penalty of sin became a reality to them and all mankind that they would procreate. This is how we are all born sinners. And as Paul puts it, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And thus, we deserve death. Again, Paul writes in Romans 6, uh, 23, that the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. For Jesus to take away the sins of the world, it means he had to pay the price, take the penalty to satisfy the wrath of God. As we have seen, the penalty of sin is death. Thus, Jesus Christ had to die to pay the price of sin. If Jesus did not die, then our sins are not atoned for. God's wrath is not assuaged, and hence the penalty still remains for you and me. No one else could have taken this penalty because we are all sinners. Jesus had no sin, thus qualifies to pay the price. Only Jesus, who is God, could do this, who did not consider Equality with God as something to hold on to, but Himself, but instead made himself nothing, taking the very nature of human likeness, humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. That's from Philippians chapter two, verse six to eight. And from the Gospels, it is a fact that Jesus died and was buried. This is proof that the penalty of sin was fully paid. Jesus Christ at Calvary and thus we are saved from suffering death not only physical but more spiritual which is eternal separation from God for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life Jesus death brought us salvation and the Bible teaches that salvation has three dimensions for a Christian, the past, the present, and the future. Let's explore this briefly. The first is the past. Before one is saved they are in sin and living in rebellion to God, heading to both physical and spiritual death for the penalty or wages of sin. Once a person is saved by accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, then immediately they are saved from the penalty of sin they will not experience eternal separation from god because jesus christ bore their penalty and paid the price in full by his death at calvary jesus did it so you and i will not this is also known as justification which is the gracious act of god in forgiving and declaring righteous the sinner who believes in Jesus Christ. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So says Paul in Romans 8 verse 1. So the first is past, the second is the present. After one is saved, they are still living in the world of sin. Though our sins are forgiven and forgotten as far as the east is from the west, we do continue to sin. And thus, we must constantly seek forgiveness and cleansing by confessing wrongdoing. All believers are indwelled by the Holy Spirit, who gives one power to resist temptation, and to confess, seek forgiveness, and repent when they sin. Thus, in the present uh, dimension, one is said to be saved from the power of sin through the power of the holy spirit working together with our obedience to god this is also known as sanctification which is a believer's progressive growth in holiness or conformity to the image of christ the third is the future as long as we live in this world we are prone to sin but a time is coming when we shall not be in the presence of sin. This is after physical death or end of life in this world. Hence, we are also saved from the presence of sin, though this is in the future. This is called glorification, when we shall be in our final eternal state, sharing in God's glory, in our resurrected bodies in the new heavens and new earth in the eternal presence of god by his death on the cross at calvary jesus christ brought us salvation by delivering us from sins sins penalty that's in the past and thus justification from sin's power which is in the present and hence sanctification And from sin's presence, which is the future, that is, glorification. What a wonderful act of boundless grace. That is, we did nothing, hence didn't deserve it. It's a gift from God at the cost of His Son, Jesus Christ. And unconditional love. He first loved us and sent us His Son to die for us while you were still sinners. Knowing all that the death of Jesus did for you, that is, salvation from the penalty, power, and presence of sin, what is your response? How have you believed and accepted that you are a sinner, facing its penalty that is death and eternal separation from God? and in need of a saviour. Jesus already died and paid the penalty. Why must you? Perhaps the word of the old classic hymn, and can it be, by Charles Wesley, can be your testimony. It goes, Long my imprisoned spirit lay, fast bound in sin and nature's night. Then I diffused a quickening ray. I woke. The dungeon flamed with light. My chains fell off. My heart was free. I rose, went forth, and followed thee. Yes, do not remain in that dungeon of sin when Jesus already died to free you from sin's deadly grasp and penalty arise call on jesus's name and you will be saved from the penalty power and presence of sin and you will be free free indeed so the truth we learn here is that jesus's death at calvary is proof that our sins have been atoned for in full let us pray our father and our god Through the death of your one and only Son, Jesus Christ, our penalty for sin was paid in full. And you see those who believe the work of Christ in Calvary, that is his death in their place, just as they had never sinned. How gracious and merciful you are in forgiving us our past, present, and future sins. I pray for anyone who is struggling to surrender their life Christ, that your Holy Spirit may convict them of sin, righteousness, and judgment. May you receive all honor, praise, and glory. In the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.